Buffalo Bills travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins for the AFC East title and the number two seed in the AFC. And we'll also give you an abbreviated betting on the Bills road to the bowl this week as well. All this and more on the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. With the Buffalonian Podcast, I'm Joe Callie. As always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. And Dom, we have a big week this week. Uh, as, you, as you may have noticed, I was away last week. We had a special appearance from JTL. Uh, I listened to that. It was, let me tell you, not what I was expecting, but it was fantastic. It was a surprise. So hope you got out there and listened to Betting on the Bills last week before this Patriots game we're about to talk about today. But we're also going to give you an abbreviated preview of the Dolphins matchup this coming weekend. So got a lot to do. We're not even going to speak about the dumpster fire that is the Buffalo Sabres. So um, no, it's just we'll, we'll talk about them next pod. We'll figure it out. But Dom, this is what a time to be a Buffalo sports, Buffalo Bills fan, I should say. Yeah. I'm what do you think? Say, what do you think? As we just finished trashing the Sabres. <laughs> uh, definitely a little nervous, but um, it's kind of remarkable what's changed in a month. They were 6-6, six and 15% six, chance of making the playoffs. Yes, sir. And now even the division's up for grabs, the two seed's up for grabs, and there's other scenarios that the Bills can be rooting for to make the playoffs. So it should yeah. be a fast, fascinating couple of days coming up. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be something. Uh, it'll be very exciting to watch. If the Bills win, though, we don't have to worry about any other scenarios, but we'll get, we'll get into that soon here. But first... We're going to bring you some highlights, and not offensive highlights, because let's just say it wasn't fantastic, but we'll give you the Rasul and Ed Oliver highlights. How about that? Let's roll into it. Here we go. Bailey Zappi, the starting quarterback for the Patriots, throws it. Ed Oliver, one-handed interception to start it off. Are you kidding me? Uh, what what swift movement from a lineman, a defensive lineman. He gets it, one arm grabs it. What a, a tone setter after New England literally opening kickoff return the opposite of what happened last year with Naheem Hines I was like this game's got trap written all over it after that I, I thought we were done for but no at Oliver the defense set the tone early let's roll into Rasul Douglas though because this is where the, the magic starts to happen Bailey Zappi throws Rasul Douglas pick right right out of nowhere played that ball perfectly goes down inside the 20 for the Bills to have amazing starting field position it's funny, the Bills started with a short field a lot of the time, thanks to Rasul Douglas, but didn't capitalize and get as many points as you think they would. But that's besides the point. Rasul Douglas was definitely the MVP. What a steal by Brandon Bean making that trade before the deadline as well. Next Rasul highlight. Here we go. Bailey Zappi takes the snap. Here we go. It's the punch out. It's the punch out. We're looking. There we go. Benford takes it out. And who gets it? None other than Christian Benford. The safety. Sorry, I jumped the gun on the Rasul highlight a little bit. Sorry, he just gets me a little excited. But Christian Benford makes his name out there. These are the splash plays we were seeing a lot at the beginning of the season from the Bills defense when they were fully healthy. They put on a master class against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And Christian Benford punching that ball out and retrieving it himself. That's all. You, that's all. What more can you ask for? 
Now we got a Rasul for you. Here we go. The final one. Just an interception. What a horrible throw. I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. That was just... Was he trying to throw to Rasul? The Zappi-Rasul connection is like none other we've seen in the NFL. <laughs> Hopefully Tua can connect with them too. you got to hope for that for the Dolphins game. But Rasul Douglas, again, an absolute steal by the Bills before the deadline. I, I, it's just makes makes the heart feel tingly and warm watching a, watching a guy like that. He loves it here too. That post-game um, interview, he said he loves it here. And, you know, he's really showing he's playing for it. Pay that man his money. That's all I have to say. Um, Listen, Rasul, I'll throw up the, the DeMar Hart, by the way. You know, we got we to gotta throw that out there. Um, it's been a year since then, too, which is insane. But the Bills came out in strong fashion and defeated the Patriots, and they roll into Miami. Dom, what do you think? Um, it wasn't pretty. I think there is a <laughs> is lot. That, is that the story for a lot of the Bills wins this season? It wasn't pretty? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I it wasn't the turnovers I did him in, but special teams has a gaffe with the kickoff return. Offense never really got going. Josh, if a pick and two fumbles. Yeah. Uh, Looking like Jets week one, Josh Allen. Yeah, not the ground game really didn't get going. So, uh, you know, lucky that the defense really stepped up and, you know, made a lot of uh, difference-making plays with the three interceptions and the forced fumble. But, yeah, definitely a lot to improve upon. But, again, it's happy to talk about this in a win rather than a loss. So, yeah. Yeah, and listen, that's a team the Bills lost to earlier in the year in that horrible, horrible way they did, that close, ugly game. So it was coming down to it again. What do you say? Do you think it's time for waiting all week for the Dom 5? Dom 5, yeah. Here we go. Let's hit it. Number one. I will make that a jingle, by the way. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Rasul is the best move since Diggs. Um, There's a lot of other good candidates. Uh, The drafting of James, let James Cook, uh, Bernard... I mean, they drafted very well, but this is the best singular move. This has kind of saved their season um, Yes. in a, actually legitimate terms. I mean, Trey White goes down. Kair Elam goes on IR. I mean, they would have had a role of Dane Jackson and Benford, and that wouldn't have been able to do the job. I mean, Rasul Douglas is playing at all-pro cornerback level. He's not just a cornerback, two. He's playing like a legitimate quarterback, one. And when you have Benford on the other side playing very well as well, I just kind of changed the entire secondary's outlook, and you know it's tough to overcome the loss of Trey White, but I think you could make the case that Rasul Douglas is playing better than Trey White was in the first couple weeks of the year as well, which is Absolutely. kind of wild to say out loud. But <laughs> um, yeah, and to give up just a, you know the third round pick that you were going to loot, well, I believe they gave up the third round comp pick. I don't know, maybe they gave up their own. Uh, third round pick, which could be a little bit more. I th- I think you're right on the comp pick. Uh, I, I, I mean, listen, it's the mm-hmm. difference between trading away probably the eighty, you know, the what, the ninetieth pick compared to the ninety eighth pick or something like that. So it's not that much, but really it was an equivalent to a fourth round value because they got a fifth round pick back to him. And yeah, his contract is non guaranteed for next year, so they could cut him with no dead cap. But something tells me they would want him to stay on. Uh, Pay I don't that know. I don't know. But I don't know the <laughs> AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, this week, first time since Trey White in 19, so. Yeah. Again, just just a big-time move since, I mean, that's probably the best move since Stefan Diggs. I mean, you could, I guess you could even make a case that the only one that I think could be comparable is signing Josh Allen to that contract extension now compared to the rest of the league, but. Yeah. If you're talking about a signing or a trade, an ex- exterior move, uh, I, I think this was it. Well, like you, we talked about, you knew when Green Bay fans were pissed off that they, he was traded away for just that pick that oh my god we got the guy and he's been nothing but showing that we got that guy it's his first pick six since 2021 and 
I, I mean, the Bills became the first team since 2020 with three takeaways in the first quarter, and a lot of that goes to Rasul Douglas. It's, it's just kind of insane, actually, to think that he was just in a, a late addition, right? And like you said, he is tra- he's playing better than Trey White was in the beginning of the season. As much as I love Trey White, you got to be honest here, and you got to give that man a contract, like like you said. So I'm yeah. more than happy. Like I said, it makes my heart warm to see Rasul Douglas playing this well. Nice little Christmas, uh, you know, yeah. holiday holiday cheers. But on to, on to number two, uh, the passing game slump continues. Another yep. not really great game. Um, I at least am. I'm just gonna say pleased, but the people, a lot of people, you know, other uh, people who are a lot smarter than I am with the film study uh, believe that the breakout is right around the corner. But uh, the slump continues. Not a good day. Uh, you know, some misfires from Allen, some plays that could have been made down the field, but bad routes by the wide receivers. Um, just you know, bad protection at some cases. So there's a couple opportunities down the field that they could have really hit. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I think it's frustrating that this has continued uh i don't think it's just one thing i think it's a pile of issues but i think the benefit is that i think all the issues are fixable i I think the most important thing honestly is that i don't think any of the issues are scheme or really joe brady related yeah um which i think is a good thing i think it would be troublesome if we were having discussions about how it seems like no one's getting open there are people that are getting open and it's the fact that you know, Allen hasn't been able to hit them. There's some plays where the first read isn't gonna, isn't get, isn't winning their matchup, yep. and sometimes it's we're the, dropping passes out there. Sometimes too. it's mm-hmm. the offensive line not. I mean, you know, sometimes it's the offensive line not getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on the the fumble, the second fumble when Josh tried to run for it, there was a big play to Kincaid potentially, uh, but Mitch Morris gets beat in the first second of the play by the nose tackle, and that yeah. ended the play. So. I think it's a good thing that it seems like all the issues are fixable, but obviously you're running out of time for them to become fixable, and they gotta start becoming their best, you know, play their best ball of the season. And again, I don't think complaint really I have from the scheming perspective. I think they've leaned a little too heavily into the early down running games. Yep. I know you want to win first down. They've been able to get four yards or whatever, but there's a lot of times where they've only been able to get one or two, and they're living in second and long. So I think that's really my only complaint about the the offensive play calling. I think everything else is just. I hate to say the word execution, but it's, execution needs to be a little bit better. Right. I mean, you sound like Coach McDermott at the podium. Execution needs to be. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, um, no, I I agree with you. If we were sitting here a few weeks ago, and the problem you could point a lot towards Ken Dorsey's scheming, right? Like, that was an offensive play-calling scheming issue. Like you said, this isn't necessarily that. I, I'll back you on the execution take because it's true. You have receivers dropping passes. Um, what happened to the snowplow is my question. Uh, that was kind of, it was, you know, he has a good game, but I, you're leaning, like you said, into that early down run game after the Dallas game. I think that really pushed them into the run game. I think they wanted to continue to win games with James Cook being the centerpiece of that offense. And realistically, yeah, that was awesome. Believe me, but they're going into a 50, 50. And I do kind of, like you said, a lot of smarter people are saying the breakouts right around the corner. I'm going to hop on that bandwagon and hope for the best because against Miami this week, you're going to need the best to come out. Um, I just think Joe Brady naturally leans a little more into the run game than Ken Dorsey, which is fine. Uh, I would just think sometimes on first down, I think they do it a little too often. I think last game they're only about 30% pass rate, which I think should get up to 40, 50%. I think it will. Truthfully, I think you see the the issue now. I mean, we shall see. But Mm -hmm. uh, on to number three. Thank you, sir. Uh, buy Kincaid stock now. Uh, yes, sir. The, 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 the price 
of Dalton Cade stock will never be lower than it is right now in this moment of time. Heck, it might be too late. Um, <laughs> we talked about last week how uh, you know he had a really good game against the Patriots, uh, eight for seventy-five in the opening game. Yes, four for eighty-seven this game, and I alluded to of the plays missed downfield. I mean, there is a lot of open Dalton Kincaid that could be like everyone that watches film saying, you know, the box score is nice. If you watch the game, it's nice. But when you see the all 22, it's a little, there's even more things to be excited about. And listen, he had the big play that Mitch Morris got blown up on. He would Josh Allen on the interception, which is more of a bad route by Trent Sherfield yeah. on the post, not, you know, keeping the corner at that point the safety right pure on the post if he does that that's a big play down the seam to Kincaid so and also Kincaid also had that 51 yard reception had the big third and long reception too in a big moment so yeah uh our, our man Dalton I think is playing at a high level right now and he broke the rookie receiving record receptions record excuse me by Sammy Watkins our Clemson guy right there our Clemson Sammy guy <laughs> nearly 600 yards I mean it's over 60 catches could probably break the um, – I believe he's five catches away. From, I think he's at 63, so 68 is the tight end record by Pete Menslars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, we, I think we might see him get in the end zone too. I mean, he only has two touchdowns in the season. Has not had a touchdown in the Joe Brady era. So he's not. He's due. He's had targets, though. I mean, he had a close one last week in the red zone. So I'm very excited for Kincaid. But, yeah, I mean, this guy's been everything we wanted to at one with the first pick and more. And, um, yeah, by, by now. Yeah, my I'm, financial advice. Listen, listen, I'm free buying. financial advice with the Buffalo Indians. I'm buying. I'm buying. All right, I'm buying, and it, it would be a safe bet to place on a touchdown anytime score in the next few games for sure. So, um, listen, he's been nothing short of fantastic. I did pick him up in multiple fantasy leagues late in the draft. I took I took uh, took some uh, faith in that, and he came up big for a few weeks there when Knox was out, and he was the only tight end at one point. So um, he became. That's where he kind of broke out and. Be expecting that again. I think he's coming back. So, um, yeah, Dalton Kincaid, buy the stock now. I agree. I also just want to allude to one thing. I, I forgot okay. to mess it, mess, bring this up a little bit on the, the second point is I think the passing game, when you talk about the slump getting over with, I think that's a lot of, has to do with them just missing explosive plays down the field. Mm-hmm. And we saw Josh – I mean, how, how much changes if Josh Allen hits Stephon Diggs and stride on that post route? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Down. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. where, that's where like everyone's like, oh, did Dig, has Dig lost a step? Yeah, I think the snap count is concerning a little bit. I mean, that maybe he's dealing with something, but he's still getting open. Uh, I just think it's a situation where they're they're trying to get other people involved, which is what we've been. I mean, come on, that's what we've been talking about for ye- for years is that we need to get someone other than Diggs involved. Everyone they, gets a piece of the pie. Shakir's hat made some nice plays, especially on third down. We just talked about Kincaid. So, mm-hmm. again, with the passing attack, it just, it just feels like Allen's been a little bit off on the deep ball uh, for a little bit now, and I don't know if that's injury-related with the shoulder. Yeah. You know, we talked about last year with Could the elbow, be. the short, but, um, yeah, maybe that's mechanical. That's something he has to work on in the offseason to get better at. But mm-hmm. if Allen hits a couple of those deep balls, I don't think we're you know, on DEFCON 10. No, no. And, I mean, I, it's funny. I wanna, I'm want i going to recall one Dom 5 before we move on to the next one. Is the Khalil Shakir experiment over? You brought his name up. Uh, clearly it's not because that guy has been producing every week at least a little something. Yeah, so, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. You said his name. I had to point it out. But it's all right. Can roll to the next one? Roll to the next one, yep. Sugar high, Josh. Just chill out. Yeah, I just, you know, again, I just think he needs to – 
I think they've unleashed him, which is a good. I yes. think they needed to unleash him. Obviously, you, you see it consistently with them calling him on those uh, third and short runs. Obviously, they didn't do it on that stupid third and one. Um, the goal line. They, they just. I mean, now at the end of the year, they, they're, they're going to go you know, swing in their heaviest sword. They're going to go down you know, with their best option, best weapon, and that's yeah. Josh. Uh, I just think he needs to, you know, listen, the lateral was a cool play. It was. It was a little Mahomey, as Tony Romo would say. It was a little Travis Kelsey, as someone would yeah. say. Um, Took some inspiration, for sure. Listen, it, it, the lateral was a cool play, but then on third and five, you know, you're up six, fourth quarter, you're going to get tackled toward the first down, and you fumble because you're, like, I don't even know what he was doing. I don't know if he was trying to lateral it again, but mm-hmm. that was kind of really dumb. It was. Like, incredibly stupid. I feel like we saw rookie um, Josh Allen out there. Like, it was just some It reminded me stuff. a lot of the Colts playoff game, how he got strip-sacked uh, late in the game when they were trying to nurse the lead, and it was like, oh, my God, the Colts recovered. They would have been in business. New England would have been in business if they recovered that fumble. Oh, yeah. Um, so... I just think he needs to take a little bit of breath. I, I mean, he played a bad game. He talked about how he was just off. So I hopefully, I, I think everything's all right physically. I know he got that stinger, but uh, wasn't Josh's sharpest outing? And I think he just needs to hopefully take a breath and play his best. Hopefully, five games of the year. Yeah. Uh, with this game and plus the four playoff games of the Super Bowl, please, Josh. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got to say. Listen, yeah, I 100% agree with you. You can tell when he's jittery out there. He's he's whipping passes like like 90-mile-an-hour fastballs. You know, he's he's doing those crazy runs and laterals and everything. And, yeah, while it worked once, it almost, like you said, set the Patriots up with a nice storefront business all of a sudden in the, <laughs> the Bills' end, uh, red zone there. So I just – I, he does calm down eventually in these games, but I think you got you got to roll into these next five, like uh, like uh, Joe Cool or whatever his name is. You know? Yeah, Joe Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Chasty. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was very much reminiscent of some of the playoff games, like definitely Houston with the with the lateral, yes, um, and all that. <laughs> so uh, don't even remember that. But on to number five, the defense can win the Super Bowl. I think mm-hmm. that was the big question mark when everyone went down when they were at 5-5 five and five, was that the def- it was a lost season because the defensive injuries were too much, um, just how they were playing is too much. But, you know, again, as we talked about getting Douglas, the emergence of Benford, the emergence of Terrell Bernard in the middle of that defense, heck, Tyrell Dodson playing yeah. a very solid, like, solidifying that spot opposite Bernard. Is this PFF grade still, like, number one? Three. Yeah. Three? Oh, yeah. dropped. No. 87.49. But uh, <laughs> so getting Daquan Jones back helps. And Oliver playing at an all-pro level, you know, getting production from the other edges. I know that they didn't, you know, Vaughn's been a disappointment. But, yeah, I just think – I didn't think we were going to say that. But, they, you know, credit to Sherman Dermott and his scheme and all that is that they've blitzed at around the same rate as they've had previously. But it just seems like they're so much more effective, which they have mm-hmm. been. Um and, again, credit to McDermott for getting the pieces, you know, the secondary piece. Obviously not the plan that we thought, you know, losing Terry Ray and Matt Milano, but I, I'm, I'm shocked to everyone that they were able to overcome that. And I know they haven't played the greatest of offenses in the world, but there's some in there that you would think have picked them apart, and they haven't. You know what I mean? I just think it's a defense. that I don't think it's a Tier 1 defense. Like, I don't think it's the Ravens, the Niners, but or maybe the Chiefs per se, but, like, after those three teams, like I think, the, I, if the Bills make the playoffs, I think their defense is right up of anyone. So mm-hmm. it's definitely not a liability as we thought it was going to be. No, and it's a defense. It's a, I would say above average defense with certain players really mm-hmm. showing out and doing what they need to do. 
Ed Oliver got that big contract. We were like, why would you pay him before? He's locked in. He hasn't been producing the way he, we said he was supposed to. I mean, the guy's out here getting one-arm interceptions now. Multiple, He's got a career high in sacks now. Like, this defense, in losing people, had guys step up and get the job done. And that is also a credit to Sean McDermott's defensive scheme. I have not had a... I used to cringe when I saw the cover zero lined up and blitzes lined up. I'm like, oh, God, why are we doing this again? But... They're, like you said, they've been effective recently in the blitz. Like they're they're growing, they're learning. It's it's interesting. Also, want to add one more Ed Oliver note. It's his first quarter interception was not only the first of his NFL career, but the first post high school high school career interception for the lad. So mm-hmm. he did not get one pick in college. So that's a first post high school career interception for Ed Oliver. But yeah, guys stepping up, doing what they need to do, and you can't really ask for anything more than that because that's why that defense is still an above average very dominant defense i would say yeah i mean they've caused a lot of chaos and yeah. that's what they're gonna need and it's gonna be a interesting game ahead of us um mm-hmm. that does it for the down five i guess one bonus take i think the pro bowl is stupid I've, i w- i was i was I've, gonna ask if you wanted to talk about that i've always been <laughs> i've always been pro uh, the pro bowl is just really really dumb and yeah. i think it's really unfortunate that a lot of incentives are paid based off making or not make well not make but making the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why the NFLPA decided to sign that um, contract or deal or whatever it is that CBA. But yeah, yeah. that was, it's just dumb. Um, uh, yeah, it's just I, it's frustrating. I get I think a little bit. I from a fan perspective, I don't. I think the players care a little bit to be honest too because it's recognition. Uh, but James Cook made the Pro Bowl, which is. Um, Good for him. I, I I didn't see it going into the year. To be honest, I thought he was gonna be solid, but mm-hmm. um, he's really broken out. Really broken out. And then Dion mm-hmm. actually is a starter, uh, so good for him. Um, That's oh, uh, that doesn't really matter if he's a starter because they're playing flag football and he's not the center, so <laughs> he won't be playing. But yeah, it's his third trip though. I uh, think that's uh, is that a record of some kind or, or something like that? Four, offensive tackle on the Bills, the third time. No. I think it's since Ruben Brown, right? That was yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not a record though. I mean, they've had other guys but three times in a row that would be the record he's made it three times in a row yeah Dion. yeah it's his oh. third selection or third trip i don't know if it's three times in a row we'll have to look at that or, well, it probably is yeah i yeah. mean listen roger saffold made it last year and he was the worst guard in the entire nfl so yeah i mean i, th- I don't, that's the listen, thing it's just, and tyler huntley uh who, who we're gonna need to talk about in a second later in the show um <laughs> he also made the pro bowl last year so look, listen it's a joke it is just it's going to the Olympics too. We're but, playing flag football in the Olympics. But so. it, it's kind of annoying when uh, some like no one on the defense makes it, which is whatever. I think we talked about it that we don't know if there's anyone, you know, these guys. I think playing at all pro levels, but it's hard to make all pros. It's all it's hard to make Pro Bowl teams. Yeah, um, I'll tell you one guy that would have been an All Pro if he was healthy, Matt Milano. If he continued to well, play I mean, listen, Matt Milano was in a Pro Bowl last year and was first team All Pro. Right. So, uh, what so, does that tell you? I mean, <laughs> so I think the All Pro teams are more um, what you're looking at. It's, it, it's it's just frustrating um, that I think it's also frustrating that Josh doesn't make it and Diggs. Um, just I, I don't I know. Diggs, Diggs, Diggs I, I think would be an alternate for sure. He's only the first alternate. Yeah. Um, so he was that makes him the fifth uh, wide receiver because mm-hmm. there's four. Um, yeah, I think all the other four were having a better year than him. I think it was uh, what Cooper, Tyreek. I'm blanking on the other two, but I mean, yeah. it, Leonard Floyd and Mitch Morse are also third alternates, I believe, or second alternates. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I mean, Josh had his first alternate, which means Josh was the fourth quarterback. Um, it's frustrating. I think from jo- from my perspective with Josh, because 
I thought in 21 he kind of got robbed a lot because I didn't think Lamar was having a good year and he shouldn't have been a pro bowler over Josh this year. I get it with Tua. He has the stats. That's whatever. Lamar's going to win the MVP. So, oh, 100%. So yeah. that's whatever. I just think Mahomes just gets in because it's Mahomes. Um, so that's kind of le- – I mean, it leaves Josh out, which is uh, frustrating. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I think the guy that's leading the league in total touchdowns, nearly total yards, has kind of carried his team on his back. Um, Should have been in the Pro Bowl, but yeah. – um, but then again, it's, at that all, point, it's, like, it's all voting. At so. that point, it's who do you take out? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that you take out Mahomes. I think Allen's had a better year than Mahomes, but they're never going to take Mahomes out of the Pro Bowl. Um, no. So I think I, I don't know. I, I I guess we'll see if all pros if you know who gets all pro votes, and I think that's a again more just closer. But it's frustrating because Allen's definitely not going to the Pro Bowl because I'm telling you right now, Josh Allen is not going to the Pro Bowl because he he had a very similar situation to 21. Where he was an alternate, I think he, I don't know if he was first alternate uh, in twenty one, but yeah. similar situation declined it. That's why Mac Jones is a Pro Bowler. Yeah, that's that stat's been cherished. Again, that's why ta- that's, yeah. why, that's <laughs> why Tyler Huntley is a Pro Bowler is because everyone declined it in front of him. I think Derek Carr was a Pro Bowler. Uh, yes. this, but this is where I get at is that the Pro Bowl is a joke because it's just so many people that make the Pro Bowl are injury replacements mm-hmm. and. Or Super Bowl replacements. Or Super Bowl replacements, mm-hmm. and they're not first or second alts. No. They're just, like, guys that eventually say yes, mm-hmm. which is good for them. I mean, it's an experience, but... Right. I mean, yeah. Have not- it on their record, but, like, I mean, it, it became a joke once Saffold and Huntley made it for sure. Especially, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's tough, because now, like, after this year, Josh is going to be a two-temporal war, which kind of just sucks to say out loud, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Again, we'll see if the All Pros and how his season ends up, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter though. He wasn't gonna play in the all. He he wasn't gonna play in the Pro Bowl no, anyways. He's playing in the Super Bowl. Like, why would he play yeah. in the Pro Bowl <laughs> and Super Bowl in the same year? Yeah, That's kind like, of that silly. Makes no sense. That's a little extra. That's... But uh, back to the point. Dawkins it is his third consecutive, and it's the first with three or more since Ruben Brown from '96 to 2003. He had eight, so mm-hmm. got a long way to go, Dion. But you're you're in second, so mm-hmm. this is good, good good stuff there. But what do you say? We break into this this big primetime season ender, se- regular season ender for the Bills against the Dolphins Sunday night. What do you think? Sure. So, in case you haven't heard, the Bills are playing the Dolphins Sunday night. Um, and this game was TBA for the longest time. Um, it's for the division, AFC East. It's for the number two seed. If the Bills win, they can get the number two seed. Um, and go right into the playoffs. It's a win and in. If they lose, they still might not even make the playoffs. So there are some scenarios we have to go our way. Dom, uh, we're going to pave the road to the bowl for you here. Um, but what do you, just general thoughts before we roll into it. What do you think going into this game after the 48-20 to 20 win earlier in the season? Well, we don't have to deal with the Miami Sun. Um, no, no Sun. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely unfortunate what's happened to Miami injury-wise. Yes. Uh, no Bradley Chubb, no Stephen Howard. Um, they got a lot of guys banged up. Waddle still may not play. Uh, with the high ankle sprain missed last week, so Jerome Baker is still coming off IR. Um, they activated his window, but yeah, they just—I mean, their injury list is really, really long. Yes, um, so it is. again, we kind of just don't know who's fully going to play or not. The Bills' injury list is pretty nice. Um, really, they got most of the guys healthy, to be honest, other than. The only people that missed practice was Vaughn and Floyd, and they were really rest days. So uh, it's more of just making sure Josh's you know neck isn't gonna you know 
the stinger yeah is going to be all right which it seems to be something of Tua and his shoulder so mm-hmm. uh the bills are the far more healthier team and um it's funny to say that considering the season they've had though <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that was more in the beginning of the year. I think recently the Bills have been pretty healthy. I yeah. mean, you know, Hyde's missed a couple. Obviously, they got AJ back last week. But, yeah, just a lot of, lot of banged-up Dolphins, um, you know, especially, you know, Tyreek, you know, with his ankle injury, maybe not being 100% Waddle, as I alluded to, already with the high ankle. So, right. uh, they're definitely not 100%. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, you know, prime time, Sunday football. Who would have predicted that? Oh wait, we did like yeah, three maybe, months ago. Right, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's in the, the hype video I'm crafting. Maybe there. Maybe maybe I'll find that clip. So yeah. So we'll uh, to see. that was good. On, <laughs> I mean, that was a good moment on our end. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely a lot of matchups. Uh, you know, with Howard being out, you know, opposite Jalen Ramsey, they were they torched uh, Kutor. They did. Who's more of a slot corner? So they torched him. I don't think they're going to give him. I mean, it's probably going to be Eli Apple who they should torch as well. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of matchups. I think, obviously, the key to the game is to take away the middle of the field defensively, which the Bills did a really good job. And Yeah, they I have th- been consistently, actually. They're yeah. doing all right with it. I think the most important thing for the Bills is, obviously, you had to keep them in f- the Dolphins in front of you. Um, but I think it's just their offense is so reliant on the middle of the field and timing, timing, timing. Um, which is why it's smart to ha- it's really good to have two very smart safeties to cover the back end and have your corners just bump and bump and run with these wide receivers and mm-hmm. take away the inside and just play really physical. You're gonna Smash get Smash Mouth baby. I, I think you're gonna get some, you know, illegal contact, um maybe some pass interference calls on the Bills, but it's kinda what necessarily has to happen. I think this is kind of I remember the twenty twenty one Bills Chiefs game with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, there was multiple flags for that, but it was because the Bills just were so physical with them, and that's what you have to do against you know a team that wants to be yeah at to his third step where he already knows you're going to be. Mm-hmm. You got to throw out that timing, right? You you they have a nice clock, right? Like with the gears on the inside, the cogs. You got to disrupt that one, hold it for a second, and you know you are going to have to play physical with them. You are going to draw flags. It's going to happen. Uh, but listen, I 100% agree with you on that key to the game right there. Um, you're going to have to, you got to do something to throw off the timing. Cause once the timing's done, you saw that in the first matchup, they disrupted the time to his timing back there. Um, and that kind of blew up their offense after the bills figured them out a little bit. So they might have a different game plan. You're, this is going to be a good game either way, but that's a big key yeah. to the game right there for sure. Obviously also with that being so they have to watch out for the explosive runs on mm-hmm. um, the bills. Yeah, Devon re- A-Chain, all of them, too. I've really got bit on that uh, a couple times playing the Dolphins. I don't think Mostert might not play because he didn't practice and he's banged up. A-Chain is still banged up, but he'll probably play, so he's less than 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have Jeff Wilson Jr., right? Yeah, but, I mean, he's not. Right. But I just, <laughs> he shouldn't just, like, fear of God in you. But, again, I think it's more about, uh, you know, the Bills controlling what they can control. Mm-hmm. I think offensively it's going to be a different defense than they played. Because week four, they were still learning the Vic Fangio scheme and all that. Yeah. Now, I do think they're aided by the fact the injuries of Chubb and, well, I didn't, they didn't play Jalen Phillips in the first matchup, but now not having to play him again because of fortunate with the Achilles injury. Um, you know, Vic Fangio is not a guy that wants to blitz, but maybe he's going to have to. It's a big, it's a big game for the offensive line. Because if the offensive line keeps Josh clean and protected, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities, especially with a not the best coverage linebacker core. Obviously, with that corner spot, 
uh, kind of a question mark for the, for the Dolphins. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis, whoever lines up against them. And yeah. we saw a lot of the big plays uh, against the Dolphins in week four, and um, hopefully the Bills can get in that. And listen, Josh is Josh against the Dolphins. You, know, time you don't want to get you don't want to get cocky, but I think it's about being confident that you know who as a fan you know like Josh just kills this team. Yeah, he's ten and one all in his career against them. Like you can't or ten and two in his career, I believe. Um, he's 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 a lock against them most of the time, and I just I have to say as well the rivalry that you we heard our parents and family friends talk about for so long. These older Bills fans, right? The Bills Dolphins, Kelly Marino. It's back. Like, it's it's back-back. For the AFC's title, we're going into Miami this week, and it's it's unreal. Like, this this game is going to be huge. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. There are defensive pieces uh, for the Dolphins missing that. This could be a big get big game Gabe game. Like, we have no idea, you know? Diggs could have his breakout after being uh, lower on the snap count. So we could see a lot, thing, a lot of things happen, and a lot of good things should happen going into the playoffs. You should be rolling. So... I well, think I think they're gonna try some stuff. Well, too. remember the last time they played the first four possessions, two for each team, one for touchdowns, and then the Bills kind of pulled away mm-hmm. and adjusted. I but thought I, it was gonna be a shoot. I think that's what's gonna be the big thing is kind of for the Bills just to weather the storm in the first quarter and get to the second quarter intact and kind of go from there. I listen. The Dolphins are a team, you know, that hasn't played well against good teams. Obviously, they have the win against Dallas, but. I think they're going to be really motivated to prove something. I mean, the Bills kicked their tails in week four. Yeah. Uh, we talk, They talked about how that changed how they practiced because they knew it wasn't what they were doing wasn't working. Uh, they got absolutely embarrassed on the road against Baltimore. Um, that was bad. And now they're at home. <laughs> so I think I think they're looking for some revenge. And especially, you know, we don't know the situation. We'll talk about it in a second. But especially if it's a win and, you know, two or two you're out, if you lose, I think the Dolphins are – definitely want to like that will motivate them even more to be the team to knock them out yeah they don't have the bills in the playoffs i mean that's what you've heard throughout ring through the national media the past few weeks is if the bills get in they're the team you don't want to play because they're just dangerous i I also think it's a situation where miami knows they want to win the super bowl they have it's it's a lot like dallas where you have to have home field advantage. Yes. You Miami does not want to go on the road to Arrowhead. They don't want to go to Baltimore. Well, I mean, they're going to have to go to Baltimore anyways. But they don't want to go to Arrowhead. They don't want to go to maybe Cleveland. They don't want to go to Buffalo. Like no. They want to play home games. Their team is designed to play in good weather Miami, not slugfest cold weather games. Yeah. Um, so, Even though they played pretty well, actually, in that December 16th game last year in the snow. Sure. Yeah. But um, still can. They're not. They're, they're just. They're, that's not their optimum efficiency. No, absolutely. Um, so, I 100 percent agree with you. So yeah. I, I, I think that's the exciting part about this game is that there's high stakes really for both teams mm-hmm. uh, on the line, and they both have something really big to play for, and that's like what's gonna make this exciting because it's not like I mean we'll talk about it. Ravens and Pittsburgh, right? Not a, not like they're gonna tank. We both agree with that. But Pittsburgh has a lot to play for there, so they're they're going in, and the Ravens do too, but not as I mean, the, the Ravens have nothing to play for. No, no, no. I'm, try, I'm trying to justify the no but, tanking thing, but but we'll roll into that now. What do you think we paved the road? Well, we got to do our game picks. Oh, and... Look at me skipping. Here we go. But uh, I, I think the player of the game, you know, is very easily going to be Josh. I know it's not the most boldest, but I think if I would give a counter one, I think 
big game day, game, you know, gets a 50-yard touchdown this game. I think he has the big day. I think Fangio – but, again, I don't know. Maybe it's Diggs because Fangio doesn't tra- – you know, Ramsey will not shadow. I don't think – I don't think he'll move around. Mm-hmm. And maybe if the Bills move around, it will give favorable matchups to Diggs. So, I think this the Bills passing attack erupts in this game and Josh throws through 350 and – the Bills find a. I think the Bills find a way at the end. I, I think. I think they win. Oh boy. Thirty-five. Thirty-four. Oh, it's a close one. Uh, a miss, Jason Sanders field goal at the end. Oh, it's a close one in Miami. Oh my gosh, producers grabbing his heart. I think that would put everyone in Buffalo grabbing the baby aspirin to thin the blood. The pressure's up on that one. Yeah, but, but uh, Jason Sanders missed forty-eight yard field goal wide right. Yikes. Oh, I oh. Okay, all right, here we go. So, I am gonna. I don't think there's any other way to go than Josh Allen as the player, right? He's going to have to have a game. I think Diggs is gonna be the guy along with him. Those two are gonna explode. We're gonna see Diggs shed off two defenders again, like he did again in the first matchup of the year. It's going to be a passing offense explosion. There's no question about it. James Cook will be heavily utilized as well in the passing game. I'll tell you that right now as well. Um, Hopefully he doesn't keep dropping them because that's something that has to be talked about as well. But here we go. Final score prediction for the Bills-Dolphins game. Bills, 48. Miami, 17. I don't think Miami hits 20 points. I think the Bills hold them. I, I Truthfully, with the defensive injuries they have, the Bills' offense is going to pounce and go crazy. And the Bills' defense has been playing solid football, holding teams. I mean... Look, they killed, again, then again, Dallas. They killed Dallas, but they hold teams well. The Patriots are a divisional opponent. I'll, I'll give them that, whatever. But I think this game, they're going to shut down. They're going to mess up the timing of that Dolphins offense, and we're going to see the Bills defense wreak havoc on them. I, I'm telling you that right now. That's going to be the story. The offense is going to go off, but the story is the defense disrupts the Dolphins big time. All right, you know, that was an interesting scoreline. But going to the <laughs> pay for the bowl. So there's three games outside of the Bills game where the Bills could hypothetically clinch a playoff spot. Uh, two of them are Saturday, and one of them is Sunday. Um, and we will know by kickoff yes. if the Bills have clinched a playoff spot. Do they need a win? Obviously, they they if they can't win this game. They probably don't deserve to be in the playoffs. But again, mm-hmm. we know what the, we know by kickoff if it is a win in or you're out kind of game. Uh, if the Ravens beat the Steelers. Or if the Ravens tie the Steelers, the Bills are in. If the Colts and Texans tie, the Bills are in. Mm-hmm. And if the Jags lose to the Titans or tie the Titans, the Bills are in. Yeah. Um. Taking out the Texans one because that one's just not realistic at all. No. Or, or the other tie uh, situations. It really comes down to, I think the Titans will play hard. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is still day-to-day, so we don't know if he's going to play. Or if he plays, if he's going to be 100%. So yeah. It's, yeah, and that's in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a tough place to play, and, and a team that's going to be hungry to knock off. Uh, a t- a, you know, the Jags lose, they're out. Yeah. Um, no. so, are the, so are the Steelers, duh. But like the, the Jags right. are also in a situation where they, they, they have to win yeah. to get in. Uh, if they lose, they're 100% out, and same thing with the Steelers. Um, with the Steelers game... Listen, Baltimore's three and a half point underdogs. They're on the road. I, was, listen, there's a lot of people talking about Dang. the Ravens. I'm taking is the right word. Obviously, they're playing Huntley in their backups, which is smart because they have don't have anything to play for. But to pretend that 
the Ravens aren't going to try and win the game because uh, they don't. They want their goal is to win the Super Bowl, and the chance that the, you know it's more likely that if they play the Bills in the playoffs, they're going to lose to the Bills, so they wouldn't want to play the Bills. I'm just going to say this: there is no way in heck that the Ravens care about that because there's no way they want the Steelers in the playoffs. No. Why yeah. would you want your division? First off, like competitive speaking, why would you want your division rival to make the playoffs? Two. While the Steelers aren't as good as the Bills, the Steelers have consistently battled the Ravens and have their number. Yeah. So, like, why would you want... That team is... That team... That team uh, could be dangerous. The Bills are, to make it, would be the most dangerous team. Mm-hmm. You could make a case, though, that the Steelers compared to the... Ra- the Steelers for the Ravens is just as dangerous as the Bills are to the Ravens. Yeah. For that specific tonight. team. Mm-hmm. Because of how hard they play the division rival... They play each other twice a year. So That'd be the third time a year they play each the other. The third yeah. time a mm-hmm. year. They already beat them once. I know that was in Pittsburgh, but... Still, that case, was, stays, case still stands. They already know Pittsburgh, they could beat this Ravens team at full strength. So, again, also the Ravens are at home. They don't want to lose in front of their home crowd. Who do I, they have at quarterback again? Tyler Huntley? Yeah, and what was he selected to last year? The Pro Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So, like, come on. And like, we're bound. <laughs> listen, Mason Rudolph has played really well the first two weeks of starting. He's bound to suck it. Like, he's bound to have a no, bad start. It, it's like the Jake Browning story. You knew a bad game was coming, and it did. Like, sure. it's going, it's going to hit Mason Rudolph in the face. And then the Jags won. I don't, I don't think we should be counting on the Titans to pull the upset. But heck, listen, you never know. Vrabel is Vrabel is a wild man, and. He likes things crazy. They're so, gonna, yeah. they're gonna. I, at least they're gonna put in Max Mafford, and I think so will the Ravens. I, I, I hope and pray that by the time I, don't, I don't have a prediction because I, I'm not gonna predict either way. If they're no. gonna be clinched by that because I think that's just bad juju. But um, yeah, I think I, I, I think there's still a decent percent chance. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people are, are getting nervous and all that, but I think there's a decent percent chance that one of them loses between yeah, Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. I would agree with you. I, I, I have a feeling the Ravens beat the Steelers, but. Like you said, I'm not banking on any of that. Bills are winning and getting in. That's 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 how they're getting into the playoffs. They're going to win the game against Miami. No technicalities needed. They're going in on a win at the two seed. So, Well, that's the best chance of them winning the Super Bowl. Yes, that honest. is the best chance of them winning the Super um, Bowl. And a home playoff game. Listen, so. if they make the playoffs and lose, um, I don't – I'm blanking on the tiebreakers and all that. Um, I think if – this and I'm 95% sure there's a scenario where if they make the playoffs, the Jags win the division, but the Colts make it. I think the the sixth seed. I think they have tiebreakers over the Colts. Uh, I think other other scenarios in that case they'd be the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did, if they're the seventh seed, they had to go back to Miami, um, which is kind of funny. And if they are the sixth seed, they're going to Kansas City, who are resting their stars because they're locked into three seed. So, um. Hypothetically, would not want to play either of those two teams. And um, listen, I, I, the Bills' chances of winning the Super Bowl pretty much die if they lose this game, regardless of what happens um, to the other games that they miss the playoffs or make the playoffs. Because if you can't win this game, because if you can't win this game, mm-hmm. you kind of don't deserve it. And let's just be honest, they'd have to win three straight road games, most likely against Miami, Kansas City, and Baltimore, Baltimore. in some mm-hmm. kind of capacity in a row. And that's just like, that's that's a gauntlet, right? That's there. a gauntlet, yeah. and then you play mm-hmm. to play San Francisco. So I mean, if they <laughs> if they do if they do that, like you're playing the, best the greatest run ever. The yeah, the yeah. greatest run ever. But. Yeah. 
Which yeah, I mean, hell of a story. Hell yeah, a story. that would be imagine covering that. Like that would be cool. But why? Why would we even hope for that to happen? Like just no. get win and get in. That's all that has to happen. Win and get in. So, listen, it'll be interesting. In We're, Josh, we trust. In Josh, we trust. Uh, it's going to be amazing either way. This game, I think, is going to be fun to watch. After watching an entire day of football, just getting ready for the the finale, it's going to be amazing. So. I think without further ado, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Podcast. Pod. Oh, one, one, up. one on? thing I will say, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have mentioned it. It is week 18. Mm-hmm. If the, this is just something to look for. If the Ravens <laughs> score a touchdown, down seven, they are 1,000% going for two in the win. That is why the tie is like not going to happen. Other than if the Steelers do some stuff. There's no way in half the Ravens are going to play overtime. No, they it's like that, get. that Chargers-Raiders game. Everyone wanted them to go for a tie a couple years ago. Yeah, but the, it's not that, happening. the Raven, listen, that could happen still because the Steelers might get put it to overtime. If the Ravens have any say in it, they will not go to overtime. So even if, I, I think even if the Ravens are down three and they're in field goal range and it's the last play of the regulation, they will go for the touchdown to win. There's no way they're playing. There's no way they're going to risk playing another 10 minutes for something that doesn't really matter that much to them. Right. All right. Well, keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting weekend of football, a regular season finale like no other for the AFC. I'm just hopeful we have playoff football with the Bills to talk about next pod. Yep. I'm hoping we're not off-season mode already. So, anyway, without further ado, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. I was joined by Dom Loss, and thank you to our producer, Mooch, for everything you do before, during, and after the show. Keep an eye out for a hype video, too, coming out later this week before the game. We're getting, we're getting rowdy over here for it. So without further ado, Dom, how do we always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.